Thanks for listening to Open the Word. Today, we're throwing it back and dusting off an episode from the archives. We've had some great conversations over a decade of radio ministry that deserve to be heard again. So you might hear some new voices and old references, but we hope you still enjoy these episodes. You found a place to belong here in the circle of friends. I'm Beth, and I'm here today with Missy and Sandy. We started looking at this self-government principle of forgiveness. We had talked a little bit about the victories God gives us when we when we're willing to look for them, the rainbows that happen, but we have to look for the the rainbow. Well, this area of forgiveness, I think there is huge victory to be found, but we have to be willing to look for it. We have to be willing to dig a little deeper. We learned that iniquity is atoned for by mercy and truth. Mm. It doesn't say just mercy or just truth. Mercy might be forgiveness, but the truth, the truth still is the truth. So I guess in today's language, maybe we would say that is by choice and consequence. Um, Mm. You know, we, we can choose to forgive, we can choose not to forgive, but there's a consequence for each of our choices. And it goes on to say evil is avoided by reverence for God. So true, when we put God first and we analyze our choices through the truth of his word, we can avoid much, but life happens fast. Hmm. And I know some days we get to the end of it and we think, boy, if I would have to think about how I handled that and weighted against the truth of God's word, it may not have looked exactly as it looked. So evil is avoided by reverence for God, but it's Mm -hmm. still a choice we have to make to send it through that filter of truth. So mercy and truth in this area of forgiveness. We learned yesterday that people become trapped by allowing their actions to be ruled by experiences that have marked their past, and they've not been able to get past it and deal with it and move on, we need to look at the truth of our situations, of what we've done, of what's been done to us. That's the truth. Mercy forgives, but there's still choices and consequences. So even though we're forgiven, we may have to live out some consequences here Mm. on this earth. Absolutely. Mm. And one question that I was thinking about yesterday, you talked about being hit by a truck, and Mm -hmm. it's not your fault that the truck hit you, but you still have to do the work. It seems so unfair. Uh-huh. I mean, I think of it, the first thing that I think of is a child who is abused. Mm-hmm. They had absolutely no choice, and yet that child, when they grow up to be an adult, have to do the work of dealing with this. How is that fair? How it is, is that fair? Sometimes I get really stuck with that. You know, it's just so wrong that an innocent person has to deal with the consequences of someone else's wrong choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an age-old problem, isn't it? It because is. Because Eve took that fruit Mm -hmm. and suddenly mankind has to deal with the consequences Mm -hmm. of Eve's choice and Adam's silence and Mm -hmm. all the things that happened and that's where we're at today Mm -hmm. we are still suffering the the consequences of a choice so many years ago Mm, that's true while it wasn't our fault it's still our responsibility to choose well you know it really is all about choices I mean, people choose, and some people do choose evil. Mm. They choose harm. They choose destruction. They choose to, to hurt others mm-hmm. and destroy lives. 
but we choose to you know mm-hmm. if someone has done something to you now it's your choice what are you going to do with that mm-hmm. and the, the tough thing there is as unfair as that is if you've got this choice now to okay what do I do with this wound that I've what do I do with this broken leg uh-huh. well I don't feel like having my leg in traction for six months <laughs> and I don't want to go through therapy and <laughs> I just think it's really not fair to it's do this it's not fair but yeah. you know what if I don't do it may not be fair but a lot of things in life mm-hmm. are not fair and thank That's God true. for that because <laughs> it's not fair that I go to heaven it's not mm-hmm. fair because I've sinned against God right. but but in the matter of a broken leg or some, or wounding thing where you have to do the hard work the thing is we put our eyes on the person responsible for it and then you know the root of bitterness goes mm-hmm. I mean you know because mm-hmm. unforgiveness then there's bitterness and all of that the burden is on us. It doesn't do anything to the person who's hurt us. Mm-hmm. And I think wrongly, we suppose that our, our anger toward them or our, if we withhold this, I guess it's the other way around. We think if we forgive them, then we're saying what you did was fine. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And that's not true at all. That's not what God's word says. It's not really what that is. But by not doing the therapy and the hard work mm-hmm. of healing, I'm not going to be able to walk again. Mm-hmm. But that has been, then that becomes my choice. And I know, Beth, we've talked about this so often that, mm-hmm. that, you know, you have to, you have to own your life. You have to own your life. Yep. You have to own your choices. Mm-hmm. You have to recognize mm-hmm. what's yours to deal with. And you have mm-hmm. to let go of what's not. Yeah. In this book that I referenced yesterday, Changes That Heal by Dr. Henry Cloud, he talks about boundaries. I have to know what's inside my Mm -hmm. property to take care of. My trash, I have to deal with it. I can't just throw it on somebody else. I have to dispose of it properly. The leaves in my yard, they're mine to deal with or not deal with, but they're not anybody else's responsibility. Mm -hmm. When I have my yard all cleaned up and the leaves are all gone, so to speak, if my neighbor still has leaves in their yard, you know what? That's in their boundaries. I can't just go and, you know, start pulling stuff out of their yard that I don't <laughs> think should border mine. Who big chapters in there, big lessons to learn from and, Dr. Henry Cloud. <laughs> you know, and as I visualize this picture, I'm thinking, okay, my neighbor's tree, mm-hmm. you know, his leaves come over into my yard. Mm-hmm. Well, they're in my yard. So they're not his responsibility. They become mine. That's right. I, whether I like that or not, there they are. It's my choice to do whatever with them. Mm-hmm. So we have to own what's ours. Mm -hmm. And then I just recently heard a great message at church where our pastor said, you have to own it. And then you have to choose your attitude Mm -hmm. as you deal with it. That's a big one. So I can get really mad at my neighbor and these leaves and I can, you know, I can rear up and be a grouch bag about a lot of things or I can say, okay, well, here I go. I need a little help. We can ask for help or I can tackle this myself and make it, make it a project that I ask God the purpose in all of this. What, however it is, however I decide to deal with what's mine to deal with, I get to choose my attitude. Yeah. I can grumble and complain through it, or I can choose to say, okay, God, these aren't my leaves. I wish I didn't have to take care of this, but I'm going to do it, use it, dispose mm-hmm. of it, or use it to work into the soil in my garden. Whatever it is I'm going to do with these leaves, I get to choose my attitude. And then the mm-hmm. third point that our pastor gave was that 
we need to ask God for his perspective. Mm. We need to look beyond our little world here and say, okay, God, what's the bigger picture here? That's called having a teachable attitude and allowing God to show us that these little issues in our lives, well, some of them are just for us to grow in this area of attitude. Some of these things happen so that we get a fresh perspective and can go out and help others. Mm-hmm. So God has a plan and a purpose in everything. But again, we have to look for the rainbow, look for the victory, look for the silver lining, look for the good. And that means we have to keep our eyes on Christ instead of our problems. Okay, let me get rid of this soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) And let's keep looking at this beautiful self-government principle of forgiveness. Sandy, would would you start telling us about the benefits of forgiveness? Sure. Uh, The first one is when we forgive, we walk towards the future with all our energy and strength. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness liberates us from the past and the present and leads us to the future. The second one says we enjoy better spiritual and emotional health. Not forgiving makes us obsessive about the past and the future and makes us sick. We make wrong decisions when motivated by revenge. Mm -hmm. Number three, we'll have a productive and happy life. We will be able to relate to others. Having healthy relationships helps us to have more beneficial lives. The fourth benefit is people who practice forgiveness have freed themselves from emotional burdens and guilt because they are able to forgive themselves and receive forgiveness from God and others. Mm. And the fifth is practicing forgiveness frees us from hate and bitterness. This is the true measure of perfect and complete forgiveness. Mm. Whoa. Great benefits. Yeah. The second one where it says we enjoy better spiritual and emotional health, I'll add to that, we enjoy better physical health. Oh, Beth, that's so true. I think so many things can affect us physically. Our emotions, stress, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's been proven. So when you are harboring forgiveness, I think it does things to you physically that you don't, you're not even realizing mm-hmm. it. I mean, think about it. Clenched jaw, headaches, uh-huh. stomach issues, I mean, on and on. Mm-hmm. Oh, so true. So forgiveness, the benefit is so far beyond just the words spoken of, I forgive you. It impacts every area of our life. Mm-hmm. It impacts how we do life the next day. But here's the thing. It's such a hard principle when you think about it Mm -hmm. to say, I forgive you. Okay, those are words. But that that issue generally sticks around in your memory for a time. You know, here's here's what I think about forgiveness. I think it's an ongoing process. Mm, It's not a once and done. It is not a once and done. And as much as we'd like it to be, you know, and maybe there are some things that you can forgive and it's a once and done. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you ripped my book. Okay, I forgive you, no problem, you move on. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you harm me physically or emotionally or other ways. I mean, there is some really hard, hard things that we are called to forgive. Mm-hmm. And in that process, I think, I think we have to look at it as so much more than I mean, it it is a complicated process. It's complicated in the sense that there's many layers to it. Mm -hmm. So I think the approach that you take is, first of all, you have to make a choice to forgive. Mm -hmm. And people get hung up there because, as I mentioned earlier, they think, okay, if I forgive you, that means, okay, I'm I'm condoning what you did, or I'm saying it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. Mm -hmm. And and you will be judged for it. I mean, God will give you forgiveness, but there is judgment that comes with every action for mm-hmm. us and for others. Mm-hmm. And so uh, 
we're not saying that when we forgive someone. What we're saying is we are not going to hold you accountable to the debt that you owe me now. I mean, that's what God did for us, right? Right. We are not accountable for his debt. So when we offer that to someone else, that's what we do. But we're human and we have this emotional element. There are emotions that are there. And, uh, you know, I looked up in Webster's and it it said uh, about forgiveness. And it said that you, when you, um, when you no longer feel, no longer feel angry. And I'm not sure I agree with that because I think those emotions are going to come back. I think there'll still be resentment. There may still be times of anger. There'll still be things where it comes up and hits you in your face. But you know what? You choose all over again to forgive. And I think when you expect to have the emotion in place before you do the forgiveness, that's where you run into problems. Because a lot of times the emotion isn't there. Mm -hmm. It's an act of a will, of your will to say, I forgive you. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I want to love you, but I'm going to choose to love you through this. I don't feel like I want to forgive you, but I'm going to choose to forgive you. I'm going to walk that path. And then you take it to the Lord and you, and you lay it before him. He knows your feelings and your, your, what it is, but it's having, it's, it's having a heart that's ready and open to allow God to do the work that's necessary. It's really, it's really the plowing of the field, Beth, of that fertilizer in that work. It is, it is. And I heard you say the work that is necessary. You know, I can forgive you for hitting me with your truck, Missy, and breaking my leg. There's still a consequence that has right. to happen. There's probably an earthly consequence. If, if you were negligent behind right. the wheel, then there's an earthly consequence for that. Right. And I might be in jail. Exactly. I, right. And, mm-hmm. it, and there's a consequence for me in that there is work that has to be done. Uh, the one thing I do want to say, because, because we, we can talk about forgiveness on a scale of you stepped on my toe to, you know, you, you killed a member of my family right. and anywhere in between and maybe even worse. I mean, there are depths and levels of evil that people have mm-hmm. gone to. And, and we're the people who are, um, you know, the victims of that really have to, they're left with, the devastation, what do they do with that? Uh, and if if the more severe that is, the more I would say you probably need some help in walking through this mm-hmm. for your own healing and for those around you. But I, I do want to say that we're not treating this in a light manner. When we, when we call ourselves and others to forgiveness, that's a mandate from God to forgive one another. But when we do that, we're not saying, oh, it's okay, whatever you've done, you know, you over there in the corner, you, you know, you chopped off my arm in a fit of rage. It's okay that you did that, that there's no problem with that. Well, you know what? No, there are consequences. If you've harmed me physically, if you've broken the law, I mean, you may have to suffer jail time. Mm-hmm. Um, I may not let you near me again with an ax. I mean, I, I forgive you, but I'm, you know what? I, I, I'm just saying I would kind of be foolish to do that. And so if you've harmed one of my children or there has been abuse from someone, you don't let your child go back into that situation. You just don't do that. Now, the process of forgiveness is still there and, and you can have full forgiveness of someone and still have boundaries set up so that you know, there, there's still consequences. So what I'm hearing you say is forgiveness and wisdom go hand in hand. Yeah, they do. I believe they do. And I think, I think that while there, you know, when God offers forgiveness to us, there's, you know, there's no eternal consequences. Mm -hmm. We're in heaven, Mm -hmm. but there are earthly consequences. And that's just the way it is. If I harm you, Beth, or I hurt you, I've broken your trust. Mm -hmm. And for me to think that you would now again, trust me, 
it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. That's a consequence of my own actions and my own choice. So let's let's say I've hurt you, Missy, okay? Let's say that in some way I have done something to you that uh, that I need to ask for your forgiveness. Um, and maybe even there's going to be earthly consequences with the law. I have to I have to embrace, own what is mine to deal with. Now, you've forgiven me. And I have to forgive myself at some yes, point. Absolutely. I have to take this to God, ask yeah. him to forgive me. Yeah. The wisdom that goes with forgiveness, how do you think that looks from um, the, well, you've talked about the victim part. What about the perpetrator? Oh, my. How The person who's done that. You know, I'd have to say that generally most people are like me. They don't intend to hurt. And when we hurt someone we're just devastated. Yeah. And so I'll say to you, please forgive me. And I'll say to God, oh, give me, Lord, I didn't mean to do that. And I I get to that place of forgiving myself, which is the hardest. But how do I set good boundaries around me to make sure I don't hurt someone else like that? Yeah. What's the path yeah. I take to walk in that grace of forgiveness? Not, not denying my earthly consequences. Right. But how do I make sure that I don't go about hurting people like that again? I think it takes humility because you, first of all, have to repent. And repentance means doing a 180. And I think we don't talk a lot in the church about restoration, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do talk about it, but we really don't know how to do it. We deal with the surface problems rather than, than the, the root issues. Mm-hmm. But the road to restoration is a hard road, and it takes humility to get there. It takes consistency and humility. So if you're the one that's offended someone, I think, first of all, you have to look at, okay, why did I do that? Why did I make that choice? What, what is, was the root? What was the root? Mm-hmm. And then you... You confess that root issue and you find someone to help you uh, be held accountable for that in your life. Like, this is an issue. It was my pride that made me, you know, become jealous of you. And so, therefore, I smashed your car. And I mean, whatever it is, mm-hmm. do you understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You get to the, the root issue of jealousy and pride. And, and that's, you know, there's pride in my life, so I've got to deal with the pride. You deal with the root issue. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what it is, ask God what it is. Mm-hmm. Ask him to reveal it to you. He will. It reminds me of that James 1 verse, that if anyone lacks wisdom, yeah. ask. And God will not yeah. mock us for needing wisdom. Instead, he will just abundantly, abundantly pour it out. But we have to ask. Yes. Well, and I, I, the reason I say that forgiveness is, is complex is because there, there is the victim and the offender. I mean, mm-hmm. there's two sides to this thing. And the bottom line is that we're all human beings. We all sin, all have sinned and come short of mm-hmm. the glory of God. We all fail. We all make mistakes. And sin is sin in God's eyes. Now, earthly consequences are a different matter. And, and those you have to walk through and deal with, there's, there's really no way to get around some of those. If you you know, if you harm someone else, you will go to jail. That is part of the consequence. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to, if you're the offender, you have to accept that. Mm-hmm. If you're the victim, I think you have to look at the offender and say, uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of the components of forgiveness is looking at that offender and seeing them as a real person mm-hmm. with real issues and, and struggles and trials and difficulties in their life, not excusing what they've done. But when you see them as a person, someone that Jesus Christ himself died for, it puts a whole different slant on that. Mm -hmm. Or if you find out details about that person's life, 
where they've come from, what's happened to them, and maybe some of the reasons why they did what they did, mm -hmm. it doesn't make what they did right. And it may not even improve your own situation, but it helps you, I think, in dealing with the emotion of it, because then you open your heart to allow the Lord to work in, into the fertile soil of your heart and be able to walk in forgiveness. Now that, you know, you're not going to, you know, if somebody smashed your car, like I said, if you, you come out with, it, with, with an ax and you cut off my arm, I'm not going to, you know, if I see you with an ax, I'm going to turn around and run. I'm, you know what I'm saying? There are boundaries you have to continue to take, but... Mm -hmm. But if I understand that, you know, in your background, you were terribly abused as a child and, you know, you were beaten to the point that you, I mean, there, who knows what your story is, mm -hmm. but there are probably things in their background that help you understand what in a sense, them, yeah. in a sense, why, mm -hmm. I mean, maybe we don't always understand everything mm -hmm. that's why, but uh, I think that's a component of it and it's hard, but it's, it's doable. Well, I have another question. We're talking about forgiving someone who, you know, maybe has been caught or who has confessed or who, who definitely, you know, we, we see them as the offender and so do the people around us. What about the person who won't own their guilt? Yeah. How do you forgive someone who doesn't think they need forgiven? Well, here's the thing. Forgiveness is not for the other person. Mm -hmm. It is for yourself. And so you can forgive someone who will not admit that they're guilty, will not admit that they've harmed you, whatever. Or, you know, when they, they won't own their offense, okay, that's their choice. That's what they're doing. But you still have a choice of whether you're going to forgive them or not. Mm -hmm. And while, while the sweetest forgiveness is where the offender admits and the victim accepts and offers forgiveness and there's this kind of a mutual kind of a thing um, that's not always the way that it happens but God will bless you if you still choose to forgive that person mm -hmm. no matter what they do and really that's where those boundaries come in that you talked about Beth mm -hmm. that's the other yard over there that you don't have anything to do with but God's going to still call you to account for how you you know what you've done with that offense are you going to forgive it I mean and the thing that I remind myself over and over and over again is how much God's forgiven me. Right, right, right. So even if I'm a victim of a hit and run, I have a choice to make. Yep. I, I have to choose to do what's mine to do, own my responsibility, fix my car or my fence or my leg, whatever was, was damaged. But I also have to choose to forgive. Yeah. I can't just sit and wallow in this place of, oh my, I've been hit, and nobody will apologize to me. Nobody will own their part in this in this terrible offense. So it truly, forgiveness is on me. It's mine. It is, and again, it's a process. Oh, my goodness, if you expect that you, when you choose to forgive, that all, you know, the emotion is not going to be there. That's, that's not the reality of it. The reality of it is you have a, you may have a long journey to get through that process, mm -hmm. but the key is your willingness to, to choose it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's moment by moment, mm -hmm. um, truly. And for s some offenses, they are so truly so great that you have to choose moment by moment or hour by hour right. that you, you choose, Right. You know, and confess to God. I don't feel like I don't want to forgive, but I'm choosing to. Mm -hmm. I don't feel love towards this person, but I want to love them as you love them. Mm -hmm. You know, that emotion is real. So to deny it, that's not good because then you just push it down. and Oh, I forgave them. Well, no, you really didn't mm -hmm. because true forgiveness acknowledges the offense mm -hmm. and the depth of that offense. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that we can have a relationship with Jesus until we see our own sin, our own offense against him. I agree. So um, that acknowledgement is important. And so the example we learned from God is that he leads with love. He forgave us, but we still have to be willing to receive it, to walk in that freedom. So as followers of Christ, we need to live out that example, to do our part even before, even if someone never acknowledges the wounds or the hurts or the debt. You know, there's nothing better than than doing something for someone. You know, maybe it cost a little money or whatever, and you gave it to them, and they'll say, I'll get back to you, and I'll get you that money. And then you forget about it. Okay, yeah, whenever. And days pass, months pass, years pass. You, you have truly forgiven the debt. And they come to you and say, hey, you know what? I never paid you that 20 bucks. <laughs> it's like... What 20 bucks? I don't even remember yeah. you owing me 20 bucks. Yeah, I owe you this. It's There's just a sweet feeling to know that, and maybe it's not money, to know that you truly were living free, not holding a debt over someone's head every time you saw them because it was forgiven. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a thought in your mind. And that's how, that's how Jesus sees us. As far as the East is from the West, our debt is forgiven. Well, that's why we can walk in freedom as we follow him. It's, it's the freedom that he has given us, complete freedom with great love. And it's from that freedom and love then that we say, you know what, Lord, I want to serve you. I want to live life with my eyes just focused on you. And I want to give out of that heart of forgiveness and love and mercy and grace and truth that you have poured into me. Forgiveness, once you've experienced it, it's the most freeing thing in the world. We're so glad you've joined us. You found a place to belong here in the circle of friends. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd love to hear from you, so find us on Facebook and Instagram at Open the Word Podcast or send us an email to openthewordpodcast at gmail.com. Is it time for you to plan a day trip with your peeps? Come and stay a while at Shia Market in Berlin. There is something for everyone, no matter what your taste or style may be. Visit the Village Gift Barn for your custom floral arrangements and timeless accessories for your home. Stroll upstairs to Shia Style Boutique for your perfect outfit. Everything from accessories to shoes. Be inspired at country gatherings with decor from modern farmhouse to transitional design. Then, meander through the gardens for a large selection of houseplants. And last but not least, order your perfect cup of brew at the Buggy Brew Coffee Company. End your day by gathering to relax in our courtyard. You will leave feeling connected and refreshed.